everybody, and welcome to the newest indoor adventure in Advent Part 4. Today is September 9th, 2019, and you are loved. And that goes for everybody who isn't even watching this or listening to it. Just remember, please, from all of us, you are loved and you are capable of love, and we believe in you. And you can come back on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and receive that very same message. I am also working out what my fourth day of streaming will be because my current work schedule has kind of bumped it from being able to be a Saturday morning. So we're going to figure out when I am going to put that Gundam unit, uh, when I'm going to fix it entirely. Uh... Other things to remember, we have our Patreon set up, so that way, if you are interested in supporting the show, uh, as well as getting access to an after show we do called Nights in the Courtyard, feel free to go to patreon.com slash indoor adventures. Uh, we have subscription rates, uh, rates as low as a dollar. Uh, it's a pretty good time. Other ways that you can help support the show is by going to bit.ly slash adventure merch where we got all sorts of stuff up on the store. We got posters, we got t-shirts, we got mugs, we got pretty much anything that you would be interested in. And I would say pants, but I have made them. They are there. But Streamlabs has changed the way that they do merch now, so I have to pay money in order to put merch up on the store versus before where I could just do it for free. So we might be going to Teespring or something, a place that doesn't charge us for making merch, uh, hopefully. So that is our current plan. So think about it this way, everybody who has already picked up a piece of merch from bit.ly slash adventure merch, y'all got yourself some limited exclusive first edition good stuff and you can continue getting that good stuff until we figure out a way to switch. With that, I believe that is it for my spiel. So RJ, who are you playing tonight? Hey everybody, I'm RJ and I'm playing Kalem, the Shatterkai Cleric. Go ahead. No? Okay. I'm LB Hack'em-Up, and I'm playing Gwen, the Halfling Barbarian Fighter. There you go. Thank you. I'm Cyber, and I'm playing Arjan, the Dragonborn Cleric slash Bloodhunter. I should have said that was in reverse. I'm Wings. I'm going to play Coriander, Eladrin Paladin. It, she is. And I'm bonus stage rob uh and i am playing philip the halfling fighter slash oh god he's trying and i am the indoor adventurer and tonight i shall be your dungeon master so last we left our heroes you guys had ended up making your way into the Tread Thunder Clan. Gwen, after a series of days, you challenged, after less than 24 hours of being in the tribe, you challenged the current tribe leader, uh, the clan leader, uh, Heroist, to a battle to the death to take control of the clan, as it were. You kicked the shit out of Heroist, uh, and then that following day, or that following evening, you made your first decrees as chieftain, where you told everybody to make this clan as large as possible, and instigated what would, uh, what will go down as a, a Goliath fuckfest. 
uh, that seem to kind of spread throughout the clan. It For our halfling friends who are always at waist high, there was much looking at the ground that evening. Uh, during this time, during this speech, Gwen, you were shown and brought uh, a icon from your past, a halfling that you had known from your time in Greenreach by the name of Philip, uh, as he had been caught by your brother Teresa on the outskirts of the Goliath lands, and this quickly put an end to your speech giving uh, as you were thrown a little bit off kilter. However, everything went off without a hitch, and all of you then went back to the chieftain's tent where... Uh, Gwen, you and Philip ended up uh, reconnecting on some level. It was then later that you reconnected at a deeper level as Gwen decided that she was going to take Philip for the ride of his life. And during this point, uh, our party members, however, were in their own places, not wanting to be in the same tent as all of that shit because that would be weird. Uh, during, as you guys were getting ready to go to sleep, and uh, figure out how you were going to then spend the rest of your time in the Goliath camp. You were met by a group of mostly treasonous Goliaths being led by Chorin, a, uh, a Goliath that was previously the counselor to Heroes. Heroes had been brought back in a facsimile of life, and you saw as the spirit of Nadiro fought alongside him, as the group of you managed to actually fight back these trespassers. However, as Chorin was making uh, his attempt to escape using a Dimension Door spell, Coriander tried to grab a hold of him and will herself through the portal, and in that instance, the portal closed, severing her left arm at the elbow. After a very quick stint of magical abilities and lay on hands, the bleeding has stopped. The arm is still gone. And that is where we are going to pick up. So, I leave it to you all. Corey! <laughs> I think Corey is very angry <laughs> at the moment. Um, and she's just cursing under her breath and cursing uh, Chorin's name and swearing vengeance. <laughs> and at this point, the Goliaths that had been with Chorin and the rest of the group are all just sort of sifting out of the area. Their leader is gone. Heroes's body lays on the ground and they are just done with this uh, whole scenario. Gwen is gonna hop up on Arjan's shoulders because he's pretty tall and he's right there and she's just gonna uh, she's pretty pissed and she's just gonna shout out to the group of Goliaths. Alright! By our tribe's law, I am your leader. If anyone has a fucking problem with that, come challenge me right the fuck now. And there is a murmur mm -hmm. that begins in the crowd, and they realize that none of them have the capacity to actually take you on. 
especially after seeing what you did solo to Harrowis with none of them having known that you had magical assistance, but then also seeing the way that you and your friends fought. They are... They're fine. Mm -hmm. They're doing okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are no challengers uh, at this time, and they all seem to recede. And as you challenge them, some of them even begin running quicker, uh, not wanting to be anywhere near this. <laughs> One's just going to, like, eye out in the crowd and then climb back down. You heard the chieftain run! Gwen, make a perception check. Okay, Sarah, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to use that one for now. Beth was a three. Okay. Uh, but Everyone's faces are... is a six. Okay, everyone's faces are kind of shrouded in darkness. It's very difficult. You aren't able to pick out any individual Goliaths that were part of this whole wave. Bitchin. Ori's going to stumble to her feet and uh, move towards the tent. Just like, is everyone all right? Where's Gwen? What the Corey. fuck happened to your arm? Oh, I... gods! Gwen, where are your clothes? Where, what were you? Oh, gods. Your With arm you... is gone. Yes, I, I, I understand that. And that's all very traumatizing. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it later. But Caleb lost his leg when he turned into a crystal, when it was turned into crystal by a nightmare serpent. He's tearing his mind and body apart by dabbling with unstable weave magics. Ajan died and turned into a dragon tyrant multiple times. And now it's a toss up as to whether or not he's going to be regarded as a hero of song or some sort of war criminal. I've been an I've had an integral part of my self identity torn out of me by an ambivalent goddess of the twilight of death, and I don't know if I'll ever feel whole again. So forgive me if losing my arm to my own reckless Hamasha seems like small potatoes and I'd rather deal with the small town halfling drama. Okay, you didn't tell me about the goddess of death part. That is pretty crazy. Is anyone else dizzy? Why Why is the room spinning? You've, you've <laughs> lost Caleb's a lot of blood. <laughs> take Corey probably go sit her down she allows this. <laughs> I don't suppose your weird tattoo powers heal people, do they, Guinevere? Gwen, and no, I remember we talked about the magic thing. Uh, but I know people who can, well, I know these people who can do things. Um... Uh, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, oh, I don't have my paper up. Uh, is uh, Treezo around? Corey, how are you feeling? Like, hit point wise, not like emotionally. Um, she's she's actually fairly okay as far as hit points go. Just gonna uh, also deal cure wounds on her. Also, also just gonna deal cure wounds. <clears throat> That's a seven. Gwen, make a perception check. Uh, take nine from Arjan. And if you want to take an attack, you can. <laughs> Solid. Um, take 15 from Caleb. And if you want to take an attack, well, you only have one reaction, so fuck that. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, you said perception? Yes. 
Dirty 20. Okay. Uh, so you would know that Torizo at this point in the evening uh, might be getting his freak on, like you highly suggested. Uh, or he is currently uh, kind of on like a night watch uh, setting. He's going to be sl- he'll At this point, he would have just gotten to bed, actually. Okay. Um... Is um the is oh what's her name? She's I'm sorry I'm trying to open up my thing the the spirit the sky watcher sky watcher uh, you know that Chua gets woken up at all hours of the evening for all manners of things so chances are she is awake. Or she would not mind should you wake her. Uh, why don't we take her over to Chua? I think I don't know if she can do anything about it, but it's probably the best chance we got. Are you okay to stand, Coriander? Are you okay to stand? Yes, yes, I'm fine. Uh, she'll stand up. Kaylin's gonna points now. She's she's ready to go. Hit points doesn't replace blood loss. She's raring to go. <laughs> With Arjan, you don't know. <laughs> uh, that boss bled a lot of blood. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, there, is, uh, there is quite a, a, a puddle over there, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, as we're walking to uh, Chua's tent, Gwen's just going to lean over to uh, Corey and say, uh, yeah, we didn't get that far, just so you know. There wasn't that that level yet. Just, we were drunk, you know. How far you got, Gwen? That boy is in love with you. He doesn't and, even know me, Corey. Yes, well, you'll just, but he... <sighs> it means a lot more to him than it does to you. That is probably true and a very wise thing for you to say. Okay. I'll lay off. All right. That's a very wise thing for you to do, I think. Well, now that I'm a leader of a people, I feel like I must uh, step up my game, if you know what I mean. You're going to do great, Gwen. Yeah, let's hope. Okay. And you guys uh, make your way through the village, uh, through the clan, to get to Chua's tent. And as you walk in, or as you get close to it, you can see that there is no light on inside. Uh, she appears to be sleeping. Uh, but as you kind of call into the tent, uh, she will stir and then eventually poke her head out. Just, what is it? <laughs> We're all roughed up. What, have, what is Hello? going on? Assassination uh, attempt, I guess mm-hmm. you could call it. Come in. Come in. Just And she motion like opens up the tent. Just uh, 
Would anyone like tea? That would be lovely. I got it. Gwen starts making tea. Use thaumaturgy to light all the candles in the what room. What happened to your arm? First off, I see you earlier this day. You have two arms attached to your body. I see you now and you don't... Is it supposed to be like this? Not necessarily. I've got a bad habit of trying to follow people through portals. That sounds like a habit that uh, you should learn to break much faster if you wish to keep everything else about you. Fair enough. Cory kind of like will pull her cloak over her stump and just kind of nurse it self-consciously. Okay. Uh, make a... This isn't even really a wisdom save because as you are... As you are sitting there kind of nursing your stump, there are moments as you're sitting there where it feels like there's still weight that's on your leg, like your arm would be resting there. There feels like you can almost still move your fingers, but you know that they aren't firing. But your body not fully recognizing that, oh, this has happened within an hour, is still having that moment of shock where it doesn't know how to process the fact that your limb is currently gone. Uh, and Chua says, uh, after the tea has been made, she sets it out for anybody, uh, who wishes to have some, uh, and then says, okay, from the top, assassination attempt. And as a DM, what did you do with Harowis's body? Because you dropped him in the middle of the street. <laughs> Gwen chopped his head off. I'm just going to say that. Calum had blasted his head off with oh, his Nevermore spell. Calum will... We can leave it there as a reminder <clears throat> for the night. I mean, if they're just going to be chatting, Calum's going to excuse himself and perform a ceremony spell on the body so they can't raise that fucker for another seven days. Solid. Solid. So yeah, uh, Calum, if you'd like, we could have just had you stay behind to begin the ceremony spell. Awesome. Uh, and then, Arjan, are you interested in speaking with Chua, or would you have been helping out with the ceremony? I'm going to help out with the ceremony and also just guard Calum. That sounds pretty good! Alright, so, uh, it is then Corey, Philip, and Gwen. Uh I who are all speaking with Chua. The couple and their guidance counselor. <laughs> so what is... You said that there was an assassination attempt. Start from the beginning. Who is trying to assassinate you? Who do you know uh, it was an assassination attempt? Well, I wasn't there at the beginning. I kind of just came in for the fighting. Corey was there. What, what was said? Sure. What about him? He was the one who he did had, this. He had raised Harris, and uh, his his spirit was there as well. Um, Nadiro, I looked to go in. 
What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, a few... A, a, a mob. But they ran off as soon as they realized that they weren't backing the right horse. When you say he was raised. Like, like this wasn't like the normal shit. This was like he had total, like, all of his faculties about him. I've never seen anything like that. What did it look like? His spirit guardian left his body and was fighting on its no, own. No, no, no. What did Chorin look like? Chorin? was casting spells. Cory? Shadows. And you see that Chua gets a look of consternation on her face. I see. There are different schools. There are different methods that our practices can take. If it is shadows, like you say, use a shadow color. The energy that comes from absolute night. If Nadiro was there, Chorin may have found a way to either use the, the shadows to harness his spirit for his own means, or Nadiro had something that he wanted to kill that badly that he would risk coming back this way. Because now... Just a healthy cup of racism. There is nothing particularly healthy about racism, Gwen. Yeah, I know. That was a joke. Sorry. I like the way you talk about gnomes. <laughs> There's that. Fair enough. Um, side note, is that hatred of gnomes a halfling thing, or is that no. a Gwen thing? Okay, cool. <laughs> Not necessarily. Gwen, Gwen has every single gnome that she's run into has been a jackass. Got it. I don't know, man. Stem Fizano, the award-winning arborist, was pretty oh chill. God, no, it's been it's been so many days since he's been mentioned. Hell yeah! I would actually um, like to point out that there is a little bit of underlying halfling gnome racism. Okay, it's not just a Gwen thing. Gwen kind of exemplifies gotcha. it, but it's yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's it's an unspoken thing with Philip, like a distrust, but yeah. nothing. He would like spit on the ground at the mention of gnomes. Okay, cool. Yeah, got it. Um, Gwen, if I may, you had mentioned um, your uh, what? What do you refer to it as? Your spirit guardian and yeah. his spirit guardian. Yes, Grayskull. Didn't they have a rivalry in the land of the living? Oh yeah, they had a straight up beef. They killed each other. Perhaps that's why he wished to come back. So that he could fight Grayskull's ward? Uh, what would you call yourself? Uh, hmm. Grayskull, what would you call me? Your ride? <laughs> and there is a moment of silence. Um... I don't know. I always just sort of thought that you were my friend. We were just buddies. 
I don't think we needed to put any kind of label on it. I mean, I would say you're like my best friend. <gasps> Rough and tumble, that's so sweet. Thank you. Sorry, what? No, <laughs> she looks around. In any case, is that perhaps his motivation? Um, his lifelong and after lifelong rival is now the ride of the chieftain. I mean, maybe. Probably doesn't sit well with him. Right, plus the outsider thing was a big... I am going to... I cannot confirm your suspicions, but... A rivalry that has lasted centuries is going to be hard to forget. And then to have that rivalry culminate in a loss. And not a tie. That does seem like something that would cause him to come back, especially if he was being prompted by a shadow caller. Scoreboard. Well, is he gone now? Did you kill him again? Did he leave? No, he no, he melted into shadow. Shit. It seems like Nadiro may come back to bite you yet. Be careful. He did also look you in the eye and say this isn't over, so... That is a you pretty know, good indication <laughs> that he will try and find you again. When I'm raging, it's kind of like I forget a lot of things. Plus, it feels like it's been like a week because I'm exhausted. I've had two big battles today, become chieftain. You know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Sorry, Philip. I quietly offers you a cup of tea. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so can you fix Corey's arm? What happened to it? It Is... went through a portal. If it was destroyed, I might be able to do something. My powers as they are, are not great enough to replicate lost limbs. When we bring people back from the dead to fight, they fight as they were, wounds and all. Uh. To fix a missing appendage, unless you have the appendage for me to fix it with, I would not be able to do this thing. Can we figure out where the portal went? Shadow colors are tricky. They can go wherever there is shadow. Wait, how did you fix your friend's leg? Uh, the furbogs. One of them, it's not technically fixed. It's kind of just like a, a replacement. Yes, it's um, technically a prosthetic, but um, technically the Furbogs um, planted a beam in his stump, um, and oh, it, yeah, yes, um, it's it's a it's a plant now. Ew, it works. It but works well enough. Um, and he, your friend is a, he works with it fine. Is it really yeah. a bean? Well, icky bean leg aside, that furball guy 
had met on the road. He was heading to Greenreach. Plum? Fig. Plum. I think it's both. You're supposed to tell him hey. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah. Corey, are you in a... Are you okay? I mean, like, I know you're... I mean, you lost an arm, so, like, not okay, but, like... Do you want to go now? I... Whatever we need to get done here, when we should do. Well, that's gonna take a while, like a while. That's that's fine, Gwen. This this can wait. Thank you, Chieftain. If I may, your friend has lost an important appendage for a fighter. They have lost their shield arm. There is going to be a need for training. There's going to need to be some time to relearn how to fight with only one arm. Yeah. I do not go with you when you leave this tribe. But the advice that I would give is that if your friend leaves it might be a little bit difficult uh, for the most part to learn and fight at the same time yeah yeah rest here and are you a prisoner or are you a friend i'm honestly not sure where we are landing on you and she motions over towards philip Oh uh, uh, no! I um, I I know the uh, the chieftain. We're b- old friends. I see. I misunderstanding. Uh, we will let Teresa and the other scouts know uh, that they are to extend uh, hospitality to you. And and, and um, my goat. Yes. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to uh, sort out the discrepancy with your goat before he became a meal. That is much appreciated. It is fine. Now, I'm sure you are all tired. But I I can speak to... I can speak to the other leaders of the clan and figure out how best to go about this. Go about what? Your rule. Isn't that for me to decide? Did you not say that you were interested in having a council? Oh yeah, for sure. No, I absolutely need help, but like, that is I do get I'm... to make the calls, right? I mean, I do. It has been a while since you have been here. Yeah. So let me handle the recruitment process. I will find the best that I can for you. Thank you. I know, I know you always have my back. Of course. And that is one last thing. 
your back. Specifically oh, yeah. your shoulders. You're a chieftain now. Which means that you have earned the right to increase your tattoo. Uh-huh. What brings you strength? This will be the mark of the Tread Thunder Chieftain. Alright, let me think about it. Of course, my Chieftain. Okay. And for you, uh, to Corey, uh, Chua will go over to a collection of herbs and other things that she kind of has set aside uh, and she begins putting together a small pouch um, and she comes over to you and actually hands you a small package uh, and says drink with hot water once in the morning once in the evening for the next five days it will taste terrible but it should numb the pain of your arm as well as uh, give you a peace of mind about it. Thank you. Thank you for protecting the chieftain. Uh, of course. And with that, she will send you guys on your way. Uh, Arjan and Kalem, the two of you are ritual casting a ceremony spell. Uh, how are you going about doing this? Uh, I don't have ceremony prepared today, so I'm just helping Caleb. Uh, if Arjan is in the mood, questioning, Caleb will explain the parts of the ceremony spell for a funeral. Um, uh, he's done it before. Okay. <clears throat> He'll... Caleb will also keep an eye out for anybody shifty looking their way like any of the people who tried to usurp Gwen okay make a perception check wait what oh no my metal d20 what I gotta look for that sometime oh. later how do you lose a metal d20 you forget to cherish it what happened to escapism? <laughs> That's the second tagline for this series. 13 plus... 19. Okay. Uh, yeah, so looking around, you do see <clears throat> that there are a few stragglers that are more just kind of peeking and seeing what these outsiders are doing to this body. Uh, but they see that you are doing a... They recognize that there is religious intent to it, so they aren't particularly trying to stop you. They're more just watching. Okay. Probably after the ceremony, the funeral rite is done, the body glows a little bit, and then it settles. Arjan... Everything is not all right. I know. <sighs> Sorry, I thought there was more for that. No, it's just that statement. I I think that was more for me. 
to reaffirm that, you know, everything's not all right. Correct. I don't know what to do. About? Everything right now. We've got to worry about the Dark Star, your Tarlayan missing. We've got to... You don't have to worry about Tarlayan. Okay, one less off the docket, if you're sure. We've got to worry about Dendar coming back if they decide to come back. And then there's the Raven Queen bullshit. (laughs) I'm thinking we might have bitten off more than we can chew. The way I see it, if Dendar decides to come back, there's nothing we can do about it except for we prepare whenever. What are Dendar's pronouns? I believe it's she, her. She, her, they, them. They, them. Until she decides to come back. Uh, Just be prepared for it. Raven Queen, that's something that we can... That's something that we can do. But I think the only way around that problem is to go straight toward it. Yeah. Just... Why me? Out of everyone who's ever... I don't even worship her. I'm sure we'll find out. Maybe she will know something? Maybe. (sighs) He'll start walking to the tent. Okay. Uh, And it is around that time that your friends end up making their way back uh, from the, from speaking with Chua. Cybra, during this whole time, has been hanging out with the Goliaths. She's been getting all sorts of scraps. You guys didn't particularly call on her to follow when she was hanging out at the, at the large celebrations. She's just been getting all sorts of goodies. People probably feeding her by hand. But that is, uh, as you guys come back, uh, Arjan and Kalem are going into their own tents. Uh, Corey, you still have your tent that has been set up for you as well. Uh, and then, Gwen, where are you having Philip go? As previously, he had been at your place uh, and did not have a tent prepared as he was currently a prisoner. Uh, during the time of the intermingling. I'll offer my tent. Surely you need a place to rest. I don't sleep. True. Uh, Even with the... I have my own way of resting. Where's Todd? Oh, God, I almost forgot. Um, hmm. Where is Todd? 
Unlike Cybra, who was out living their best life, Todd was scared as shit inside of the tent and then is now, like, panicked asleep. Like, he was definitely a fainting goat. Aww. Oh, Todd. He's just, like, legs sticking straight out on his side, almost as if a model had been tipped over. <sighs> uh, he, he can hang like out here this. if he wants. Yes, um... If you don't mind, sorry. He gets like this. That he... One time I got up in the middle of the night and knocked over a, a bowl and it shattered and he was like this for most of the day. Um, I'll keep so. an eye on him. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Walk over and tuck him under her arm. <sighs> well, if, if you get sore, if there's anything... I can do coriander. I thank you for your hospitality, but I really think you should at least, I don't know, put that up on something. I'm sorry, you the doctor? I am many things. A doctor is not one of them. So I bid you all good night. <laughs> And he uh, takes his leave into the tent. Okay. So Into Corey's tent? Yeah. Into Corey's tent. Uh, Corey's going to go find a nice secluded place. She's going to sit down, um, have a cup of tea. And I think she'll cast Speak with Animals and get to know Todd a little bit. Okay. <laughs> My lad, Todd. <laughs> What does Todd sound like, Indor? Well, <laughs> as it would so happen, at the beginning of all of this, Danae let me know that Corey was a horse girl who only communicates to animals in long knowing stares. That's so, 100% what it is. Todd does not have to have a voice, but he needs to have he a remembers. meaningful gaze. Get you a DM that remembers. Aww. So Todd's, like, expression, like, frightened goat face will occasionally look towards you, and he has, like, the really big, long, floppy ears. Mm-hmm. He's like a, a smooth-haired goat. It's rather strange. They bond over their trauma. <laughs> Todd's trauma is that he ate some stuff he couldn't digest once, and it made him throw up, and oh, he didn't yes, like it. I, too have bitten off more than I can chew and made <laughs> mistakes and paid for them. Todd, we connect on a deeper level. And the look back that you get is a look of consolidation and knowing. And Todd just kind of like gives you a soft, gentle headbutt on your right arm. Almost as Excellent. if to say... I get it. I've been there. <laughs> Fucking great. 10 out of 10. Love it. That is how I spend my night. <laughs> okay. So, uh, does anybody have any plans that they would like to accomplish over this evening? Otherwise, you will sleep. Okay. So, in the morning, uh, at, a, at a certain point, Todd fell asleep, Corey, 
uh, and kind of just left you left you be. Uh, but as you are as you are finishing out with your meditation, you kind of look out and you can see that the Goliath clan is awakening. You can see that uh, much in the same way as when you had stayed up through the night in Silt Creek, you can see that there are farmers who are getting up and getting ready to take care of their herd animals. You can see, you can hear the kind of far off sound of metal on metal, almost like there would be a smith. Uh, and other than that, you can see that just generally people are getting up and getting ready throughout their days. There does seem to be a general commotion that has come over the town first thing in the morning as Gwen decided to leave Harrowis's headless destroyed body uh, in the middle of the road as a as a lesson to any kind of uh, of interloper. And Corey, from your understanding, this is not going over well with the Goliath people. Hmm. They do not appreciate the fact that as some of the people uh, had looked up to Harrowis and seeing his corpse on display uh, is a bit grim for them you are getting a sense of. They are mostly speaking in giant to each other, but you are getting a general sense of, oh, this was not the best idea. All right. I'm going to go immediately to... I'm going to take Todd with me under the arm. Um, and I'm going to go immediately to Gwen's tent. And um, I've got the goat under one arm. Uh, so I think that I reach out to open the tent with my left arm and no arm. So... <sighs> Put Todd down, open up the tent. Gwen! You're muted, Gwen! What? I don't know if leaving Heroist's body out there overnight was a good idea. Uh, is it rotting? I. Actually, no. Caleb and, <laughs> and Arjan did a very good job on their funerary procession, or their funerary rites. Anyway, um, what I'm trying to say is, um, I don't think that the town is, the people are happy with how that was handled. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, I mean, I kind of just wanted everyone to, don't restart my computer now. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, Gwen's just gone. Uh, no. Um, yeah. No. I, th I think that I think that's a good idea. Um, I think we should bury it. Um, with you know, in the way of our people, he might have. He was still a. I mean, I kind of wanted. That's what I kind of wanted to begin with. But I also was pretty pissed off. So. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was a jerk, but people liked him. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Let's, uh, let's have this G gosh darn funeral procession. All right. I'm going to go find Caleb and Arjan and inform them of that as well. Okay. You are, wa you are the first thing that is waking them up, uh, in doing this. And at this point, you actually see that Cybra has made her way back to you guys, uh, she's sleeping at the foot of Gwen's tent. Uh, like her bedrolls, there is just Cybra hanging out. Um, and so, yeah, you go uh, up to Arjan's tent, let him know about uh, wanting to hold a funeral for Heroes. Go up to Calum's tent, let him know. 
and Arjun will decline because he is a dragon dude. And so it's probably not the best. Uh, not great PR. Word, word you don't for think Heroes would want you at his funeral? No, I don't. I'd want Fair you enough. at my funeral, Arjun. Oh, I, I, I know, okay. I'm not going to have a funeral because I'm going to live forever. <laughs> not the rate where you're losing body parts. Uh, yeah, Gwen is going to put together a, uh, like, get the, excuse me, get the, 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 the right people together to make this funeral actually happen in the correct way for our tribe's rights. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you end up speaking with Chua, you speak to Sigourney, and, and both of them agree that something needs to be done uh to put this body to rest and kind of to to set aside any claims uh that Heroes came back from the dead he could possibly do it again uh mm-hmm. and so the the goliaths all agree uh, are in agreement that something should be done uh and so it is with your uh with your intention uh, and with your permission, they are willing to have the funeral later this day uh, okay. to kind of just get that taken care of. Uh, and Chua ends up coming up to you and she says, You just left him there. Uh, I mean, kind of. I Yeah. It was kind of a long day. I'm sorry. If it is somebody who dies, who was a member of your community, and you blow off his head, and then keep his body prostrated on the street, it does not look good, my chieftain. Yeah, I know. I have spoken to other trusted individuals who are willing to have and be your counsel. Your brother has agreed to speak on behalf of the scouts. The clan mother has agreed to speak on the needs of the people. Kassil is willing to speak for the ranchers and for the livestock community. And Barda who is a member of the welcoming committee in the Keeper of Numbers, is willing to speak on behalf of the tradespeople. Okay. When would you like to have your counsel? Um, after the funeral? Of course, my chieftain. Uh, and at that, uh, she just sort of nods uh and then begins uh to to leave you with uh your friends mistakes were made it's it's okay you're learning um nobody's a great chieftain overnight you're learning very quickly oh thanks um 
So... Corey? Hmm? What do I do now? What do you mean, exactly? Well, I mean, like, they're expecting me to hold a council. Well, I suppose the next step is have the funeral. Um, it is a something of a political move, so they might expect you to say a few words, but choosing not to say words will also say something. Yeah, I mean, I can, I know the funeral rites and stuff, I can do that sort of thing, but like, like, I meant as like a leader. Well, you, you may be able to spin this into something positive, like, leaving him out was a mistake, so now you're trying to correct that, and you're getting your counsel to help you make better decisions for the tribe like you're taking steps forward the tribe's gotta like saying that during this funeral procession that's a great way to get the tribe on your side and listening to the needs and the wants of the people are what makes you a better chieftain than heroes was yeah all right cool um uh, does anyone have confidence that I can do this? Absolutely. Of course. Wow. You're going to have some hard decisions ahead of you, Gwen, but... But you are certainly great at making decisions. Yeah. Well, I'm... Well, you know, I'm good at making decisions. Whether they're the right decisions, that's, uh, that's a whole other story. But now you'll have, you'll have people to help you out with that. Exactly. Just think things through. Don't charge in. Ooh. You've got to deliberate, Gwen. Ooh. <laughs> Welcome to being a chieftain. Or do charge in after you hear what everybody else has to say. Exactly. That's also a choice. Choices. You've got a lot of them coming up. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to scare her. We're not, I'm not trying to scare her. I'm just being real. When is a shame now? Everything that you say drips with ominous. Are you so ominous, Caleb? He motions to himself. He just motions to all of him. <laughs> How long have you been traveling together? I think it's just a speech thing. Honestly, I can work on it. We've got some downtime. Optimism. All right. Where'd Philip go? Oh, God. But no one ever woke him directly, so Philip. <laughs> so, Philip, what are you up to? You would have woken up on your own. Are you setting out to go and mm -hmm. just explore what is on this halfling's agenda? Um, Philip is in coriander's tent um i is there i mean there doesn't have to be he's set up uh any sort of surface any semblance of a desk and he's kind of writing and rewriting 
and scribbling out and writing and rewriting and scribbling out, like going through draft after draft of something. Um, looking at a neatly folded piece of nicer looking parchment um, nearby and uh, and he just he looks like he's doing a concern and he's just kind of hard at work on something okay uh, Gwen's gonna go find him uh, she's gonna bust into Corey's tent what's up no! <sighs> why make a dexterity save <laughs> oh brother okay here we go uh, that's an eight so as you jump up and jostle yourself the inkwell that you had been writing on tips over and just covers most of the note you had been writing on oh I am that so was the best one I'm sorry. Were you writing to someone? It's okay. I wasn't even sure I was going to send it yet. I... I'm... I'm sorry. Um, do you need something? Oh, I just nobody's seen you yet today, so I just wanted to make sure you weren't kidnapped. No, no. I'm safe and sound here. Don't, don't you worry. Chief didn't Gwen. Uh, so what's your plan? What are you going to do? Um, I, mm, at some point I do need to return to Greenreach with some sort of news. Um, but I admittedly am in no rush to leave just yet i i mean it's the first time i'm seeing you in 20 years i if i'm being honest my only plan was to get to know you who you've become oh uh cool not not to be weird about it this no. isn't a this isn't a like a betrothed thing this is yeah, more yeah, of yeah. a just two childhood people, friends yeah childhood friends rekindling friendship Childs. and learning about our life experiences yeah i'd like to know how the village is doing mm. um you know not but, right now <laughs> okay there's a funeral we're gonna have a funeral. For I'm Harris. sorry. What? Who? D oh my God! Did Coriander bleed out? I told. No! 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 We remember how we just left a corpse like in the street. Heroin? Oh yes, that yeah. big asshole that we fought. Yeah, 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 him. Oh no! Oh, oh God! What? You left the body of the old chief. That Guinevere. That is Chieftain One O One. Okay, I've never. Did you been read anything in, in our history books? No. <sighs> okay, um, I don't exactly have my uh, church-going clothes, but I 
can make an appearance. Um, is is it still? Did it happen already? Why didn't anybody get me? Uh, no, no, no. We're we're lining it up now. Oh, okay, great. Well, I mean, not great. It's somebody died. Hmm. Somebody was murdered. Yes. Well, you helped. So it was self defense. Was it? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Good job. Are you screwing with me? Of course. Well, that hasn't changed. And <laughs> uh, and he'll grab his uh, little halfling boots, and uh, he'll tuck the um, he'll tuck that like nicer sheet of paper, which God, I hope didn't get covered in ink. No. Um. Okay. Tight. Uh. Into his uh vest pocket, and uh, help. Shall we? Let's do. Um. You should probably stick to the back with the group since it's kind of a tribe thing. That makes sense. Um, is Todd okay? Has he eaten? Uh, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been eaten, so there's that. Not the same thing, though. I'm still grateful. Um, I'm going to go check on him. On I think he way. and Corey underbonded on like a uh, spiritual level or something. Oh, bless her. He's always needed a friend. Aren't you his friend? I try to be, but I just... I feel like I don't connect with him. There's so much pain behind some of those bleats, you know? I... <sighs> I guess you could say he's bleeding out. Get Fucking... Alright, indoor, it's been real! <laughs> Done. I hate you. You signed anyway, up for this dude. I sure did. <sighs> anyway. Uh, yes, Philip will join Gwen on their way to the Pungeon, apparently. Alright, so the funeral is held later on in that very same day uh and uh during this time the goliaths end up coming together there is a pyre that is built uh arjan you said that you were choosing to stay behind on this uh mostly because dragons racism doesn't really play well at a funeral uh but everyone else, you are more than welcome to attend this funeral, should you so choose. Uh, Philip, it is very difficult to see a lot of what is going on, as everyone is basically three times taller than you. Uh, and Calum and Corey, uh, neither of you speak giant, correct? Uh, do I have comprehend language? Were, were you not learning giant? What was it that the, what language was yeah. the giant teaching? I was learning the language of the lost. It wasn't giant. Okay, well, I guess, you know, when you assume it makes an ass out of you. Todd's a goat, though. Um, I do not have comprehend language. Okay. He <laughs> is indeed. So, for... Uh, for Corey and Calum and uh, 
Philip. The funeral is unintelligible. You know that there there are moments of sadness that are being expressed. There are uh, there are situations that you feel are people kind of lamenting uh, over this situation. Gwen, uh, you are a, you are leading this procession. Uh, are you going to be making a speech during this funeral? Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna, I won't do the whole thing, but uh, she's basically just gonna say like, we grew up together, we trained together, though we had our differences, we, we were cut from the same cloth. We were um, like one in the same as is like people, as our people of the tribe we um that uh, he deserved better uh than what that being left out um and that is something that um Gwen takes responsibility for and uh she'll uh would it be appropriate I guess I'm trying to decide what what sort of uh tribal things she could do to repent like blood for blood sort of thing like she cuts her hand would that be a cool thing like would that be something that would be done in the tribe indoor could it be <laughs> I mean your chieftain anything could be the new tradition no, know, in the tribe like, on a on a writing level of the, what the tribe is and you... rituals they do you don't feel like that would be, again, the best move on this, mostly mm. because Harrowis is kind of open hatred towards you. So if you bled near him, it is more of a symbolism of you still have blood to bleed, whereas he does not. Could okay. be taken the wrong way. Cool. Is there anything that she would know to do in like as a repentance thing? There is no real repentance at <laughs> okay. this point. Uh, this is one of those, like, this was an atrocity. This has never been done before. So it is entirely up to Gwen as to how she feels uh, successful in her recompense. Arjan did present uh, that you could try and describe it more as a stepping stone. Uh, mm -hmm. that you are still learning how to be chieftain. That is why you were getting a council to help make the transition easier. Yeah, yeah, she'll go into that. And um, that uh, she's, she has, and she doesn't want to, I don't think she'd want to go into like a speech about her leadership right now, but like she'll, she'll touch on that, but not make it a, it's, it's a point as opposed to the overarching thing. Uh, and she'll definitely uh, end on uh, all of his prowess on the battlefield, his victories, all that sort of thing. Make a persuasion or a performance check. Oh, boy. I'm sure Gwen's good at that, right? Yep. 
Nine, uh, 18. Oh, Roll to 17. Okay. <laughs> I so, was like, I have a plus one. Ooh. So the people end up taking it very well, uh, honestly. They aren't exactly sure. Uh, they weren't exactly sure what you were going to say, but after her, uh, after the procession, they all seem to actually be at, at ease uh, and are, are beginning to come to terms with the fact that an outsider is now their chieftain. Uh, Does everyone still see her as an outsider? The people from the Knuckles that were incorporated that don't know the day the dragon came and have not met you before they see mm -hmm. you as outsiders but okay. the majority of people here recognize you okay. at this point it's like an 80 20 split cool, 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 cool. uh and then after the funeral procession chua ends up uh calling you aside uh and says that the council is ready uh, to see you now. Alright, um... Uh, she's gonna turn to her companions. Uh, why don't you guys go keep, uh, Arjan company? Can do. Cool. Okay. okay. And Arjan, what have you been doing during this time? So, cut to Arjan in a pair of glasses that nobody had seen him wear before, furiously scrub scribbling down in uh, a ledger from its writing kit. We're broke. <laughs> we haven't made any money since, God, since we got to Rask. We spent weeks just dealing with emotional turmoil and yeah, helping people pro bono. What the... This isn't sustainable. God. There's no profit Funny. margin on emotional turmoil. <laughs> and I think that is the perfect spot to go into our break for the evening. So I would like to say... Thank you so much to everybody who has decided to stick around with us so far. Thank you to these excellent players for providing the emotional turmoil that Arjan wishes he was getting paid for. And we will see you guys in five to ten minutes. So don't go no place unless it is to grab a food, grab a drink, grab a friend, or possibly leave us a comment or review. Let us know how you are enjoying the show so far, if you are at all, and we will see you guys shortly. All right, everybody. Bye-bye! And we're back. Hello, Gwen. Yes. I play a lot of Legend of Zelda, and so I think as uh, you are the new chieftain, it is important to take some political advice from the princess herself. So, Gwen, tell me, what did Zelda suggest to Link when diplomacy wouldn't work? I don't know. What did what did she say? Well, my dear Gwen, she said, "Try force." <laughs> Sir. <laughs> Audio cast. There were props and everything. Oh that my was so gosh. worth it. That was amazing. I was 
was not prepared. There was a <laughs> fan. Well, you're prepared now. Just <laughs> <laughs> keeps going. It just keeps going. That is oh that is the God. new reaction gif. Can we that is and the new reaction. Coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. It's <laughs> just Rob blowing an ocarina farther and farther away. Uh, I, pro I promise that's all of my Legend of Zelda props I had readily available. Readily available. God. That's totally fine. I lied. There's a letter open. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've been derailed. Um, so. Please continue. So. Uh, Arjan, you are currently in the process of realizing that moral quandaries don't pay very well. Uh, Philip, you, Corey, Calum, and Todd, as well as Cybra, have all been dismissed by Gwen, uh, as she has been called into a council meeting. So, uh, what are the three of you and your two animal companions going to be doing, uh, during this time? I guess we're gonna wait around until Gwen comes back. Maybe get to know um, Philip some more. Oh God, the cool kids. We, we are not. I at <laughs> least I'm not cool in the slightest. Um. Yeah, I think I think Philip's just kind of gonna be sitting there, like the really like, just looking around, smiling, like just. Content not knowing what to say, but he's just like, just eager like looking at all of you. Yeah, just eager. He gets handed a cup of tea. Oh, thank you. Oh, um, is the tea that Chua gave me. She said it was going to taste bad, but I'm also a revenant. Yep. Do I taste the tea? You do not. Excellent. I gave Philip some leg tea. <laughs> <laughs> Bean tea. Did you, As a player. You, is this true? Did you, As a did you use dried flowers growing from your leg, Caleb? I don't think I don't think it's been long enough it to hasn't. actually. That's why it I'm hasn't. confused. Oh, thank God. Yep. I'm also like, Caleb, you're not that kind of a jerk. Yet. So, Gwen, uh, in your council meeting, you end up seeing the familiar faces of uh of friends that you have made during your time in the tribe but uh the two that were mentioned to you earlier Cassiel and Barda these are names that you've heard but you haven't seen them in a while uh so going into the council there is Chua there is Sigourney uh both very tall very strong Goliath women uh, there's Teresa, who standing next to Sigourney is actually a little bit smaller. He's a pretty large guy, but there just seems to be a little bit of a height disparity. Uh, next to, uh, next to Teresa is a, another Goliath male. Uh, you can see that, uh, on their collarbone, uh, it looks like there are actually, uh, cloven hoof prints that have been tattooed onto uh, kind of into a ring pattern around his neck. Uh, and you can see that along his shoulder, there is a uh, silhouetted tattoo of an Arak, one of these large bull-like creatures that the Goliaths actually use to farm and do most of their, uh, and do most of their agriculture work. Uh, he is clean shaven, 
Uh, he doesn't have any hair on his head either. Uh, and you can actually see that he also has horns that have been tattooed from the side of his head down and around his ear, almost like a ram's horn. Uh, Barda, uh, however, has very dark black hair. Uh, she stands uh, a, about Teresa's height uh, in that seven foot four close to area basically as close to large as you can get without actually being large uh and on this individual you can see that her tattoos are actually of bones that extend down her body so on her arms uh so like on her uh the on her biceps and forearms, you can see that tattoos have been uh, in place there. Uh, there are some that appear to be on her hands as well. And she looks a little bit more put together uh, than the than the rest of your uh, cadre. She does have a very welcoming aura around. And as you walk in to this large room being led by Chua, you see that uh, ev while everyone else sits on these very squat looking stumps it seems that you have what appears to be a small tree that has been lopped off at the top and has a ladder kind of propped up next to it uh so that way you can all speak at equal eye level are the members are there any members of the knuckles are those the are any of those those members here? Uh, there are no members from the Knuckles that you can see. Okay. Uh, and as you make your way in, the chatting uh, comes to a lull. Uh, everyone here is speaking in giant because they know you speak giant, so mm -hmm. it's just easier for them to speak in their mother tongue. Yeah. And as the meeting begins, uh, Chua makes known the events... Uh, as everyone is well aware regarding the state of Heroes. Uh, she in also informs that this was due in part to an assassination attempt on the behalf of Chorin. She then also reveals that Chorin is a uh, shadow talker. So, while, uh, while this meeting is going on, what you learn and kind of what you get from all of this Chua, being the voice of the ancestors, she is here to kind of be your spiritual point of contact. Anything relating to the old practices of the clan, she is going to be your go-to. Sigourney, as the clan mother, she acts as not necessarily a historian, but she is more of a peacekeeper. She's like a general overseer, making sure that everybody does what they're supposed to be doing, but more in a knowing way and not a, hey, get back to work, but a, you know what you should be doing. And she's also, she's also one of the uh, child rearing members, not necessarily through her own children, but she acts as a matriarch and actually helps with the raising of these young Goliaths. Teresa, captain of the scouts, uh, you have already seen what he has to offer in terms of protection for not only the clan, but for you as well. And he is also in charge of making sure that your border and boundaries are protected. Kassil, the one of the new tribesmen that you have met. 
they are in charge of the ranching and livestock community. It's very difficult to have a lot of agriculture uh, in the place where you are currently, uh, as well as the nature of a kind of nomadic people. It's difficult to find vegetables that will grow quickly enough that they are going to be then harvestable before the next time you move, whereas keeping livestock is a little bit easier because you can help move them. Uh, and that seems to be what Kassil, uh again, has to offer, is from the, is from the food provider uh, groups that are here within the, the Tread Thunder clan. And Barda, uh, who has been described as uh, the head of the welcoming committee, as well as the keeper of numbers, and as well as the uh, point of contact for the tradespeople, what you find is that they are in charge of counting the number of Goliaths that are here in this clan at any given point of time. They are there to welcome new members of any knuckle that ends up coming in and then placing them in an area where it is not going to offset other clans directly. Or not other clans, but other knuckles that have also been placed directly or that they aren't infringing on any of the land that is being used for other things. Uh, as such, she also keeps in contact with the trade people because people coming in to the clan end up having a lot of different skills and a lot of different talents that they are capable of doing. So she makes sure that everyone gets placed accordingly as to where they need to go. Uh, and uh, as the meeting continues, uh, Chua says, um, I think that there needs to be a moment of some kind of connecting work between us and and well Gwen some people still don't believe her to be the true chieftain they see her as an outsider we need to show that she is capable not just of fighting heroists not just of leading us but for doing things that will benefit the people and at that Barda says she tried to benefit the people and this is what we got. We got Heroes' body laid out in the street. I'm sorry, Gwen, but that was... Mm. We have to do something that is going to make up for that, and then some. But we have everything that we need for the tradespeople. We're doing our best. The, the clan is over three legs now. This is the largest that we have been in over a century. We need to do something to appease everybody. But if you try and do something that appeases everybody, then nobody is going to be appeased. And Casil uh, nods and says, Those of us who raise the Arak, The chieftain has never bothered us. We make food. The chieftain knows this. Without food, the clan would starve. However, there has been a problem with our farm. Orocs are being attacked. And... Teresa nods 
uh, and says, uh, This is the first time we've ever seen them this far south. They are flying oh. creatures. They originally came from mountains, but... Uh, not exactly sure why. However, they are eating our aurochs, they are attacking our men. We've lost a few of the Knuckles. Not all of them, mind you, but few members. And Sigourney chimes in, uh, and she says, I think, then, that... Forgive me if I am wrong, Chieftain. You are from an adventuring party, are you not? Well, I'm from here. I have an adventuring party. Would you be willing? If we were to either contract you or you do this in good faith to the people, that we can show that outsiders and ourselves can work together on things for a mutual goal. You might be respected as a Goliath. I understand that. However, the people here might need more than that. Heroes was trying to start an isolationist idealism here. As to what, and for what reason, I cannot tell you. But there is fear amongst the outsiders, and your friend, Arjan. We try not to judge. But, he is still a dragon, and wears the markings of the dragon cult that we fought so hard to stop on his back. I understand. He, this might not be something that he had any say in or he had a, a choice in the matter. I understand. The people do not. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think I think it's a good idea to send them to the north to deal with this problem but I don't think me going with them is I mean I think it's a good idea but I just got this position I don't think I should be walking away just yet you know Teresa holds up his hand um, my chieftain if I may mm. we are not saying that you should go to the north This problem, it is close. It is not far. These creatures on the backs of good aurochs, we could get there less than a day. Uh, I mean, we obviously can... I want to do what's best for the tribe. If this is a problem, if they're attacking our herds, we need to kill them. And it's something that obviously I'm willing to do. Guys, stop it. 
Can you hear them? Chua will turn around, walk to the side of the tent, open it up, and just yell at some of these kids that are mewing at each other relatively close outside. Thank you. Thank you, Chua. That's very helpful. It's no They're problem. just being super naughty. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think what would be beneficial for our next meeting is to have, um, members of the Knuckles, uh, a representative, if you will, join us. So it isn't isolation. Everyone is involved. Barda raises, uh, her hand. I speak on behalf of the Knuckles. Is she, has she been part of the tribe before? Like, was she there when I was? She was. Before I left? But when you knew her, she was getting ready to become more of a sky watcher. And then it seems like with this overall influx of people, she has just taken on this responsibility. Uh, did Harolis, uh speak to anyone about his, besides his oh-so-trusted advisor, Chorin, uh, about his uh, plans? And Chua and Sigourney kind of both shake their head and Casil uh, raises his hand and says, They did not ask me directly or tell me directly, but I we hear things. Keep your ears to the ground. You can hear the herd. While they were picking up Arak, they let slip that mm, they planned on having us go south. Uh, some kind of warring nations. They wanted us to go that far south? Mm. That's like a month's journey at least especially with the tribe well his vision will never see fruition so uh, we can continue on our tradition as we were stick to uh, areas we know right no I agree I just think that there might be more to this than just a a chieftain's wishes. I think it's something that we need to look into, and not we. I think that it's something that we should find out what's going on down there, to know where our enemies are. Uh, we can put together a team, uh, a group or something. Uh, I don't think that's necessary just yet, but I think it's something that we should keep an eye on for just kind of table it for now and uh, just putting it out there in the universe um, I think today I'm going to walk around and talk to the people and let them get to know me a little bit better the people mm. that don't know me there seem there are a lot of them uh, I think tomorrow we can go north mm. and they all nod in agreement. Mm -hmm. And your meeting uh, goes by otherwise uneventfully. They 
bring up the politics of the clan and kind of fill you in. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the end of this meeting, as is the end of every mandatory meeting, you definitely feel like you could use a drink. Um, and as you said, you then go out and spend uh, the rest of the time kind of getting to know members of the clan. Uh, you end up meeting uh, the head of the forge uh, that is currently active. He is named Talos after the deity. Uh, it seems like his parents were just big fans of the name. Uh, you meet uh, the owner of the general goods supplier named Silva Corvon. Uh, they are merchant. And then you meet a tailor uh, named Henna Cragmore, who is, uh, who is actually very excited uh, to meet you primarily because she has uh she has designed and manufactured the the cloaks and furs that the last several chieftains have worn uh and so she is excited that you have come by she has never had a challenge like this before to work on something so small uh <laughs> versus tr the traditional uh chieftain regalia solid so she will take your measurements uh, and says that she will begin uh, getting clothes fit for a chieftain ready. Solid. If you keep the midriff open, be, that'd be great. I get a, I need the little breeze. And as you say that, she just, mm-hmm, 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 and like <laughs> sizes it up with her fingers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She knows. <laughs> um, I would like to speak to the, the tattoo artist who's going to do my my ink okay uh yeah sounds good so uh you end up uh meeting the tattoo artist and his name is simply striker uh she's gonna describe to him what she wants um uh it's all in tribal uh should i describe it now or yeah describe it to striker okay uh all right so what I'm thinking is uh, sort of in our in our style, do uh, bone-like wings coming out the back, uh, going over my shoulders uh, and having the tips meet up with the tattoos in the front. And then the center is gonna be more like a shield. Um, and then in the shield, if you can make our uh, the symbols for the four seasons, that way it can be like all cohesive. And he, he quietly nods. He doesn't say a whole lot to you, but he, he understands what uh, the vision that you're going for uh, and finish uh, finishes the conversation saying uh, that it will be an honor to work for you. Cool. Uh, after walking around all day, she's going to head back to uh, her friends. Okay, so uh, friends, Calum, Corey, and uh, and Philip, you guys were sitting rather quietly, just waiting for uh, waiting for your good friend Gwen to come back. So we were standing on the beach, and I'd cast Cure Wounds on Arjan, and suddenly I was 14 again. Philip seems to have nodded off while waiting for Gwen. <laughs> oh. 
Sorry, I was answering a text from my roommate. If the lights <laughs> turning off would affect the lighting on the street. <laughs> That's okay. What a sweet boy. <laughs> Good boy. I'm going to turn off the lights for him. I got this. That's okay. Uh, so What was the question? Uh, Caleb was letting you know what happened the first time he overcharged a spell. There was no question. Uh, he turned 14. And how did... Did you have to age all the way back? Well, we went into this magic shop, things that make you say wow, and we were contracted, Gwen and I... We had to oh, do I hate stuff. that place. Thank you. Thank you. Vindication. Wait, he, you've been there? So does Frankie. <laughs> there is um, a thing yes, that make you they, say wow location in Greenreach. Yes, they, they have one in Greenreach, and I... I detest any time my mother ever sent me there for presents for my brothers. <laughs> I just never got used to, well, the things. They never made me say wow. A lot of other things. Things I wouldn't repeat in pleasant company, but. Oh, that's so nice. He thinks we're pleasant. Well, yes. I mean, there's worse people Guinevere could have ended up traveling with. Tell me about Greenreach. Hmm. Um, now, as I understand it, DM, it's not one village, it's like communities, correct? That's correct. Yeah, and so I guess, are they all separated by like the different industries of like the, the families? For the most part, yeah. It's kind of like how uh, there are different, uh, there are different cities, but then there are also different counties that kind of will make up a hillside uh, or a location where even though you do have your center city you have your center area of green reach it has been broken up and separated out into these different counties uh, and each one is under the control or uh at least governance oversight of uh one of these prominent halfling families gotcha um yeah i think so philip will kind of go on about the different um especially all of the the agricultural parts and the more like naturey parts um he describes like uh the farfield family is a is a is the primary like farming community of the whole thing and so he describes like the lush fields and everything and if you if you're up uh, high on the hills it's like you get this beautiful look on that and you can see there's this spot that he really likes where he can see the farming like the fields of the farms and the uh the orchards and standing gardens of the uh of the Grovekeld family um and he says it is it is the one site in all of green reach that would have i'm sorry i it's it's silly no it's not silly at all that would have what Every time I pictured finding Guinevere, I wanted to take her there. And she's her own person, I understand. I, I'm, I, of, I, of course, yes, but 
Do you love her? I don't know her, Coriander. I love the friend I grew up with, as friends can love each other. Um, but 20 years, I mean, that's an eternity. It's lifetimes for some people. I don't I can't, I can't with confidence say, I just, I would really, if, if you all do end up coming to Greenreach for one reason or another, I'd really love to show it to you. Philip, I, I think we should fight. That escalated quickly. I, I mean, I spar. You do, do you spar? Is that a thing they do? Um, I mean, yes, I mean that's training. how I've yes, I I've trained with a couple different masters. Um, Excellent. Uh, she's gonna stand up, and she had uh, Todd in her lap, so she's gonna kind of put Todd off to the side, respectfully, um, and she's gonna draw her sword. It's very difficult to pick Todd up and set him off to the side. It's more with of a like, single arm. You kind of have Tail to like shove him. Oh yeah, off. that's right. God, this is gonna take some getting used to. All right. Are you well enough to do this? I. There's one way to find out. I. Just think just, of it. Just as... please tell me if it's too much. I. Likewise, halfling. I meant no disrespect, but I somehow feel like I'm in what they call the doghouse. Um, <laughs> and he draws his sword. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is a very enclosed space. Take it outside, you two. We we do. <laughs> Okay, and as you are going outside, Arjan, after you uh, have come to this realization, what is your current plan? He is uh, just furiously trying to come up with multiple different uh, business plans. Okay. <laughs> and is, uh, like, he's just going to be thinking, thinking himself of, uh, like to the point of exhaustion and somewhere in that uh we don't have to role play this but uh he's gonna be like i need to check on newell okay so yeah you i'd will... like to think that arjan has a shark tank going with the goliaths <laughs> and he's having <laughs> them pitch their ideas no he's still him. very scared of the goliaths uh, okay <laughs> all right so uh, Gwen, you are approaching your tent uh, when you see that Corey is currently uh, challenging uh, your old friend Philip to a fight. Uh, Gwen is going to kind of sit back like a parent watching a child play on a, a, you know, trying to keep a distance so they don't notice them. Uh, wow, that was too realistic. Um, <laughs> sorry, I blacked out for a second. Um, and she's just gonna watch watch it go down. Um, if Arjan needs some time to himself, Camel excuse himself from the room, 
probably see Gwen, give her a small wave, and then head to Chua's tent. We don't have to resolve the whole thing okay. uh, mm -hmm. turn by turn like we have in, yeah. in the past. No, but... this is going to be make a make a strength check. Should I take it at disadvantage? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, no, Philip, drop it. Oh, no. Uh, Philip makes a point to not use his shield, and he only has his sword. Oh, that's kind of him. If that makes a difference. I don't know that it would. If you're not foolish. <laughs> it doesn't. I rolled a two on my lower guy. Uh, 14. Yeah. So, Corey, uh, Philip is actually very fast on his feet. Uh, and as you go to try and take swings down at him, he seems to just be favoring your left side where he knows that there's not going to be any kind of repercussion uh, as far as you trying to, like, bash him with a shield or anything. It does make you a little furious, and at one point I definitely see you kicking towards him uh, as just a, like, you asshole, fight me on my right side. Uh, but it's... it. Philip is uh, maintaining the upper hand during this situation. Uh, and I, I think I think she appreciates that though, because like one hundred percent, people are going to go for the weak side. She needs to learn how to defend that. Okay, uh, and then uh, Gwen, you are watching Philip quite handedly uh -huh. deal with uh, deal with Corey, which your one on one battles with Corey are usually uh, a lot more difficult than uh -huh. Philip is making this out to look like. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, yeah. When it's resolved, Gwen's just gonna, like, walk up and kind of, like, slow clap. Not bad, short stuff. I... Mm, you know I am sensitive about the fact that you got taller than me. <laughs> Sorry. It's only, like, an inch and a half. It's fine. It's an inch and a half that matters. <laughs> That's not the inch and a half that matters. All right. I walked right into that one. Corey Both was the player like, and the character. Corey was like a, like a little bit touched by their banter and then like, oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so I think as, as uh, Philip sheets his sword and uh, maybe gets a little bit flustered with Gwen calling him short stuff, um, he turns to Corey and extends a extends his right hand um, as kind of a like well fought. Mm -hmm. She'll take his arm in a salute that's probably yeah. uh, like unfamiliar to him. Like mm -hmm. she, it, it, it at first looks like she's missed his hand entirely and just grabbed his forearm. He uh he looks down. Uh, and he sort of returns it as best he can. It's probably your wrist because he's got tiny little halfling arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she, she smiles. <laughs> All right, and then Caleb, you are going in search of Chua. All right, yeah. what would you like to do with Chua? He, like, kind of peeks into the tent. Just Chua, are you here? Uh, and, uh, you hear a voice directly behind you. Yes, what is it? She's standing just immediately behind you. Whoa, okay, you are a lot sneakier than... Hi, um... You have a lot going on in your head. I'm not sneaky. Yeah, um... 
I have some questions. Right. You know things about the Raven Queen, right? That I do. Um, come on in. Looks around. She motions for him to go inside. Um, he enters and kind of stands there awkwardly. Corey has told me that the Raven Queen wants me for something. And I don't know exactly what. And for a long time, I didn't know why she had an interest in me. I wanted to know also. And he shifts into his raven armor. You see, Do you know what I am? She gives you a a hardier look. And she like pokes it and sees her staff go through the illusory armor and kind of hits against your tummy a little bit. Uh, and she says, As far as what you are, you have the features and makings of an elf. As far as what all this means, or her interest in you. Well, there is a story that we know of which is that during her ascendant to godhood that there were elves who went with her and as those elves died and died and died in the plain where they went they lost the their abilities they lost things about themselves and had to adapt they had to learn, they had to overcome. This, what you are, is what is known as a Shadakai. It is not like a high elf, it is not like your friend Cory, although she looks closer to you than I think she should. There's been some things. It's not aware. a phase, Shua. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> and why the Raven Queen would want you? I don't know. She is fickle with her wants and desires, and once she puts her mind to something, well... She often gets what she wants. Well, if she's fickle, if I duck her long enough, does that mean she'll lose interest? When you were a child, what happened when somebody told you no to something? Did it make you want it all the more? Usually they would beat me, but... I see. You have my condolences. But the queen is the same way. If she is told no, that she cannot have something, she will try as hard as she can to take it. 
She is the god of odds and ends. Everything that is lost eventually finds its home within her palace. Were you... When you say that you came from... Uh, they would beat you. Are you from there? No, they... Originally, I'm from a temple in the south, in the woods. They found me on the steps when I was a baby. It's a temple to saloon. Why, if you know, what does the Raven Queen said about why she wants you? Was I told? Did Cory tell him? I don't think we had the chance to. I don't think Cory knows why she wants him. Cory, you remember that she had sunk her claw into uh, the glass palette with her nails sinking in and said, bring me the Isled. Yeah. The uh, uh, Isled. Yep. Um, she, she wants to check on him. I also remember her saying that he flew too far away from the nest. Mm-hmm. All very abstract things that don't mean anything to a stay dumb Cory. I I don't know why she wants me. Then I have no way of looking. I have no place to go to start. Well, I know what I am now, and if you have scrolls or tomes or anything here are you an oral tradition or she nods yes sorry <clears throat> god damn it lp <laughs> i maybe i can maybe i can ask someone if they know more um there's been a lot of things. The keepers of the core and vision, I I've met one when I sleep. Who do you meet? Brother Grun, he's my mentor of sorts. I do not know this name. He's a stone giant. Stone giants have not been here for many, 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 many years. Oh. All the giants. They left with the dragons. Okay. Um. He sits down. Okay, I just need a moment to just... The more I find out, the more questions there are. 
from what I have heard, you might be here for a while. And she motions with her staff and just kind of gets you right in the center of the head. And she says, right now you seem exhausted. So get some sleep. You can always come back and talk to me later. Thank you, Chua. You are welcome. Friend of the chieftain is a friend of mine. And he'll get up and excuse himself. Okay. So, unless anyone has any further evening plans, your night ends up... Your tattoo is going to take you more than an evening. We can be started on my tattoo. Yes. Uh, You get the initial draft done, uh, and you see that this is exactly what you want. So this was more of a yes. Let us figure out how this is going to work out. So tomorrow after your search, you will be able to then start getting this process taken care of. Going into morning of the next day, uh, again, there is this general hustle and bustle that seems to be going on. Philip, you were once again uh staying in uh staying in Corey's tent and then uh Terizo actually comes by and collects the lot of you uh you see that he has also brought forth several arocs uh that will be used as mounts uh to take you guys towards the place where uh they've seen these monstrous creatures not only attacking their herd but also attacking their people and uh, upon mounting up, you see that some of the scouts are actually leading you, uh, making sure that uh, if you aren't comfortable riding this large oxen bison creature, that somebody is capable of of driving it for you. Uh, Philip, you are more than welcome to either ride on Todd, as you already have your own able-bodied mount, or you can ride on the back of one of these Aurochs with the Chieftain, uh, as you two are easily uh, able to kind of be in the same, uh, be on the same mount as if you were just a single medium-sized creature. Uh, Philip, why don't you, uh, I don't know, I don't know if Todd can keep up. I... And he looks at Todd guiltily <laughs> and he says, honestly, I was afraid he'd faint at the sight of any large creature. So, um, Todd, I think you'll be safer here. There's plenty to eat and, um, well, the Goliaths seem to like you. You notice that ever since the Aurochs arrived, Todd has not moved. He has not blinked. He has not seemed to give you any response. And with a, a very telling of wind rolling through the camp, you see him just teeter over and fall on his side, seemingly having fainted at the side of the Aurochs. Yeah, that was what I was afraid of. Um, I, I'll be right with you, Gwen. <laughs> and he, uh, he carries Todd off somewhere and, and keeps him somewhere safe and gives him a little pet pet on the head okay. and uh, pushes a little bit of food toward him for when he uh, eventually unfaints. Okay. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll clamber, 
climb, climb, scramble. I don't know words up to uh, where Gwen sits on the uh, on the Auroch. Okay. Uh, and what are you guys doing with Cybra? Is she uh, coming along or is she staying behind? I think she'd be good to come along, right alongside us. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you guys begin making your way out, and Cybra is loving all of this exercise. Uh, the fact that you guys are riding very quickly. Uh, she can get up to more than just a comfortable trot like she has. She is doing the doggo full-on sprint ahead, loving every minute of it. And this goes on for several hours. It seems uh, at this point maybe a quarter of the day has actually gone by until eventually you get to the point where it is the edges of the farming community that has been set up with all of these other Arocs. Um... As you are nearing this location, you can see that there are a plethora of these creatures that are out and about. And as you look around, uh, there is a brief moment where uh, on the Arak that you are currently uh, riding on, Gwen and Philip, that there is a loud shrieking noise that seems to come from somewhere that you aren't necessarily sure. And there is a sweeping motion of darkness that actually occurs in front of both of our halfling companions. And the rider is gone. And as you look over, you can see that there is a large winged creature that has your riding companion in its clutches. Teresa was thankfully riding with Calum as he seemed the most uh, readily Awkward. able to fall off on an Orok, kind of just making sure he had you riding in front. Let's be real here. Uh, but yes, yeah, so your companion has been lifted up off of the Arak. The Arak is startled and begins to kind of peter up. I'd like for everybody to roll into initiative. Oh, brother. When will indicate to Arjan. Arjan! <laughs> oh, Calum. Oh. Uh, Blood dice? It was a new day, so yeah. Yes. <gasps> it's a 19. Okay. Yes. That's a halfling bwomp. I'm gonna need to put fighter this womp. dice away. And a fighter bwomp. A champion's bwomp. The champion's blomp. I always the assume royally. it's a half-like thing because it's lucky. The royally. The royally. A four. Twelve. Okay, twelve for Gwen, four for Arjan. Corey, what'd you get? Six. Okay. And I'm in my moon form. Sounds good. Caleb. Thought I'd say. What you think I get? A zero. Yep. Okay. Philip. <laughs> uh, twenty-two. Okay. Uh, sounds good. So, Philip, you are going to be going first. As you look up uh, into the sky and see these creatures that had swooped down uh, to actually assault the riders and the aurochs themselves, you can see what looks to be a avian-sized body. It's actually uh, avian-shaped, not necessarily sized. As looking up, you can see that there's this large darkened form that has these wings uh, that kind of extend out and again, these large clawed feet. 
and as you look up to the right, you can see that there are four of these smaller forms, and their faces look closer to like a deer. Almost like uh, a deer or stag that just has these sharp teeth that seem to stick out, as well as they have antlers on their head, which makes for a very awkward sight of these creatures kind of floating in the air. They don't look like they are, uh, that it is their time to try and swoop down and attack you guys, but they are getting ready in order to do so. What would you like to do? Oh boy. Um, Hmm. Well, they're in the air. Philip's going to take, I guess, his crossbow off of his, uh, his belt and, uh, take, take a, take a shot at the, one of them has the, the rider still. Yes. And the creature for all of those of you at home. Ew. Like this. I don't like it. He's a big nasty man. Um, it's like some Fey bullshit to me. <laughs> a hint of Fey. Perhaps? Do I know what this is? You do not. Mm. This is not a native Fey thing. Cool. Uh, I don't want it to drop him. How high up is it? Uh, it looks like it is about twenty feet up in the air. Eh, he won't die, probably. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot at uh, at the one holding the rider. Okay. That is a that is a twenty two again. Yeah, that'll hit. Weird. Okay. Oh, that's the wrong die. That is uh, seven damage. Okay. Yeah. And oh, that's right. We're high enough level where I can do it again. <laughs> Never mind. That's a nat one. That's fair. Uh, and I think you don't have the Tried. crossbow es- expert feet, right? Uh, no. You're a halfling, though. Oh my god, I am a halfling. Oh my god. You're all that big. No, but for, do it. unless you have the crossbow expert feet, you don't get the multi attack. Yeah, you only oh, get one attack with crossbow. Oh, I see what you're saying. It has the loading quality to yeah. it. Oh, that's right. Okay, in, in that case, ha, ha, ha. Then that one didn't happen. Sweet. Um, I shake my fist. Verily, Put I see to thee. Put him down, you scoundrel. And uh, that's my turn. Okay, sounds good. It does It does not do that thing. I, um, I figured. So Ignoring then... me as a free action. Next up uh, is one of the uh, one of the flying creatures that was up on the right side. It seems like the largest one out of that group, and it is going to then fly down uh, and is actually going to try and strike out against Coriander. Uh, so it is going to make a goring attack with its horns, and that is a night. 19- I raise my shield. Oh no. Just show off your really vulnerable side. Uh, So it manages to successfully gore you with six points of piercing damage. Don't forget about your heavy armor, Master. Yep. Okay, cool. 
And then after it gores you with its horns, it's actually going to bring its back feet up and try and attack you with its talons. Uh, and then that is going to be a 15 to hit. Yes. No. No, that doesn't hit. Sorry. Okay. So it tries to uh, to hit you with this attack. And then you see that it is actually going to fly off at this point. Uh, just completely buffeting its wings backward and is going to use its flyby ability as it does not provoke an attack of opportunity. Sick. All right, so then next up is going to be Gwen. Um. Uh, she is. How close is Terizo? Terizo is about twenty feet away from where you are. Okay. And he is with Caleb and just looking up, like, what the absolute fuck happened. Um. She's gonna say uh, to the the rest of the party, uh, Goliaths and all, uh, concentrate on that one. And she's gonna say to the, the one who is carrying someone physically away, um, and she is going to uh, take out her hand axis. She's gonna is she in front or behind? You're behind. I would behind. say she's in front. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Because I'm taller. Um, <laughs> she's going to kind of stand up and, uh, like, grab uh, Philip's shoulder to steady herself so she, that she has a little bit of height, and she's going to throw some hand axes at that one. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'll attack recklessly the first time. Why not? Sure. Uh, dirty 20. Okay. That totally hits. Roll for damage. Mm -hmm. The second one is a five, so it's, it's not that much. Uh, it's five, because uh, I forgot to rage. But Gwen would like to tiny rage, please. Okay. So she does this, and then she just super saiyans. And as you do, there is now a thunderclap that is actually accompanied with it. Oh. Sorry. That's new. Definitely. Okay, as long as it's you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah def I, I think. <laughs> she wants to talk like that. She's raging. It's fine! Just go! Okay! Okay. And Where am I turn. going? Sounds good. So, next up is this large creature, this large boy, who is going to fly up 60 feet into the air, uh, and then release its claws, and you watch as this Goliath form just falls, and there Am is... Am I close enough to reaction Featherfall? What is the timing on that? Also, is does Featherfall 60... have a reaction casting time? or an Featherfall action? is a reaction. Okay. I know this. It's 60 feet as a distance, and one reaction as a casting time. Yes. Then you would be able to cast this. Featherfall, the Auroch, and the Goliath as they're falling. The Auroch was not falling. It was just the Goliath that had gotten picked up. Ah, Because cool. the Auroch is still with Gwen and Philip. Cool, cool, cool. All right, he's so Featherfall. as he's about to hit the ground, he just comes to a stop and then hits against the ground. You see that this creature 
then kind of rears back and begins flying down towards the lot of you. Uh, so, Corey, Calum, and Arjan, I need the three of you to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm okay at these. Oh. Plus three? <laughs> Um, you guys do not actually get your plus threes because of being spaced out on the aurochs. God damn it. 20. Eight. One. Okay, so, Corey and Calum, the both of you are cursed. And while cursed, whenever that creature makes an attack roll, an ability check, saving throw, it must roll a d4 and subtract the number from the overall roll. Ah, we're baned. Got it. Yes. And you can repeat the saving throw at the end of every one of your turns. So, just again, it's skill checks, saving throws, and... And ability checks. So, ability, attack, skill. Or ability, attack, and save. Anything that requires, like, a d20. Yes. Gotcha. But, Arjun, you're fine. You've dealt with curses before. This is mm, sheer child's play. The two people susceptible to curses just got cursed. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Indoor, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, we got one this episode. Corey, what is your dexterity modifier? My, uh, I, uh, I, why do you want to know? It's one. It's plus okay. one. Uh, because these creatures also have a plus one to their dexterity modifier. Um, so. It's, it, uh, the score is 13. Yes. Uh, theirs is... 12, so you would be going first. <laughs> they are still Sorry, up in um, the air, but you know that they will fly by and fuck with you. That's that's fine, that's fine. Um, is the one that, like, picked up the guy, um, is, is that one within um, 30 feet? It is not. Coo, 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 that's fine. I'm going to bless um, Gwen, Philip, and Arjan. Nice. Um, first of all. Um, and that is going to be my action. Uh, and then I'm going to jump off the Oroch that I'm on because I don't know how to, I don't know how to work these things. Um, and is there anything that is within 30 feet of me? It does not look like there is currently. Uh, actually, cool, 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 cool. no, the one that came down and initially swatted you is 15 feet away. 15 feet away. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to compel to duel that boy. Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. Wait, can I do two spells in a round? Unless it has to be cantrip with uh, different okay. cast protection. All right. Never mind. I'm not doing that. I'm just jumping down and I'm I'm blessing. And then I'm going to get out my sword and uh, I've already done an action. So um, I think Corey's just going to try and like remember her training and take a defensive stance and as you take this defensive stance the large sized creature is going to use two of its leg legendary actions in order to perform a dive attack towards you nice come get me okay is this the one that i hit uh yes wait is, is this you would hit a smaller one not the big one right I hit the one that was carrying the dude. Okay, then that would have been a big boy, so yes. He will have disadvantage because of Ancestral Guardian bullshit. <laughs> How many of each of these motherfuckers are there, actually? There are a total of five of them. 
Okay. And one big boy? Yes. And that big boy, uh, with his gore attack, got a 23 to hit. Oh, that definitely hits. That hits me even with my shield. Yes. So, as he goes and brings his head down towards you, you are going to be taking a total of 23 points of piercing damage. Ooh, ouch. Oh, the big boy hits hard. And then big he boy hits hard. continues to fly off. Next up are the... Hold on. I got to save. Okay. Um, that, 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 that. What, what kind of save is this? This is a wisdom, wisdom save. Wisdom save. I'm good at those. Uh, oh God, math. 18. Okay, 18. You have saved. <laughs> Sorry. That is okay. Okay, it never was a problem. So, then the other three that are still in the air are going to fly down. Uh, two of them are going to target you, Calum. Uh, one of them is also going to fly down and try and swipe at you, Corey. So, the two towards Caleb are... Does a... 17 hit? Yep, you want to hit a 15. Okay, so... Uh, one of them does not hit... Uh, one of them only hits once, and then the other does not hit at all. Uh, so, this one is going to, as it swoops down and actually gores you with its antlers it is going to deal a total of 21 points of piercing damage Ooh. ouch cool that's and a third the arm wasn't enough rakes against you and then you watch as this one flies off and the other tries to attack you and also recoups back up into the air at this point Teresa is doing all that he can to really move the auroch and make sure that it stays on course and doesn't buck you guys off so that is what his action is being spent doing same with all of the other goliaths just trying to make sure that you guys don't fall off uh so that is it for them boys next up is Arjan. Bonus action. Bonus action like the crossbow. Was the 21 damage on me? 21 was on... Oh, right. I had attacked you. (laughs) And that is a natural 20 with one of them. Excellent. Sorry. I should have kept my mouth shut. (laughs) No, I, I I appreciate your honesty. Cool. Alright, so then that is going to be for a total of 14 points of piercing damage. She has Leon hands. She can Leon hands herself. Leon hand. Or- you son of a bitch, you got to it before I could. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody jumped on that joke. Dog bile. Okay, all right. Arjun's turn. Important question. Yes. Is Bless still up? Oh, re- shit. Yeah, I, I better con- do my concentration check, huh? Yes. I think you're good. 
Okay. Uh, so crossbow's lit. Uh, big boy. He's taking some damage, right? He has. Okay. Scorching ray. All three of them. Nice. Oh. That's a... Wait, 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 wait. 17 hit? On the biggin? Yeah. It do. He very large. What about a 16? Also hits. Okay. And, uh, okay, so this one would hit as well. Okay, okay. Uh Oh, so all of them hit, so I don't have to worry about this. That's... 15, 16, 17 points of fire damage on this one. Okay. It does not like that at all. And that was bonus action in action. Sounds good. Next up, Caleb. This is gonna suck. Um, cool. I'm gonna copy Arjan, and I'm gonna fire my version of Scorching Ray. At fourth level. Got it. Ray bros. Ray bros. <clears throat> um, oh, I have to roll a d4 for all of these motherfuckers. Ugh. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's annoying. <laughs> Sir. Level four. Level five is the bad one. Okay. Level five is the bad one. Uh, does a 16 hit? A 16 does hit. Okay. Does a... Oh my god. 13 plus 5. 18. Also hits. Higher than 16. Yeah. Um, this one's a 17. That one is also a 17. That's fine. That's 20. Dirty, All of them are natural. fine. Thank god. How much? Cool. I don't have enough dice for this. That's that's not right. That's the modifier I want. 36 points of... What? Psychic damage. Okay. Sounds As good. A swarm of shadowy ravens fly out of Kalem and just... Nice. I dig it. Uh, so... Oh, can I also hop off the Auroch and back up Cory? Make a... Dex... Or make an acrobatics check. I'm good at these. Minus four! <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, actually, no, that's, um... That's actually 16. Okay, yeah, you managed yeah. to slide off the side of this Auroch, uh, and Teresa is your just... as well on that? Yeah, my, on the end of minus my four. Yeah, but you're minus four. Or your your D four? Did you? It, it, oh it, yeah, I got a check. On it. I got. Okay, sorry, sorry. I got. I rolled an eighteen. So no. So when you also worry. when you're next to me, you'll have a plus three. It's okay. Thank you, mom. Sorry. <laughs> Make a wisdom oh. save. Make sure you packed your lunch. Uh, I mean that's eighteen. You save out of it. Don't worry about the D four anymore. Thank you. You're welcome. You've done it, kids. So now uh, you have 
gotten off of the sidewall, are making your way, or off of the Arak, and are making your way over towards where Corey is. Um, Philip, it is you at the top of the round. Thanks, Sky Daddy. Uh, who's on the ground? Uh, who is on the ground currently is Corey and Calum. Sorry, I meant who is, which one of these things, are they all still in the air? Yes. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, oh brother. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm gonna just take another shot with my crossbow. Okay. That's all, that's all, all Philly can do. That is a 17 to hit. Yeah, 17 will hit. Oh boy. Uh, uh, that is a four for damage. Okay, and that's on the big boy? Uh, yeah, whichever one I attacked last time, which I believe was was Big Lad Incorporated. Yes. Uh, okay, cool. And then... Hmm. Now, is Arjun on the same creature that Gwen and I are? No. Okay. Got it. Bless. He seemed confident enough that they gave him his own Arak. Got it. Okay. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to hold my ground here. Okay. Sounds good. So, next up is one of... uh, It's a slightly larger creature. Not as large as the others, but seems to be at least bigger. Uh, And it is going to kind of make a small circle and then fly down and try and gore you, Arjan, uh, as it just saw a bunch of fire shoot out of your crossbow in order to do this. So, it gets not that great on its gore attack as it swoops down towards you, and then its second attack did not go into the box. Uh, I am going to assume that an 11 does not hit you. And then after it swoops down, it just tries, uh, it then flies away, uh, having harried you. Next up is Gwen. Um, Gwen, in her rage, uh, is going to look over to her brother, and she is going to say, um, oh, I should have come up with a name for this. Uh, <laughs> she's going to ask her brother to throw her, <laughs> basically. Okay. These things. Uh, so I can't hold an action, but I need to get over to him, right? Yes. Uh, so she'll steer her uh, mount over to her brother, and then she's going to uh, Terizo, and then she's going to jump up, um, hopefully, into his hands. Okay. He's going to throw her, and she's going to attack it. Okay. Make a. Make an athletics check. At advantage, because I'm raging. Yes. Dropped up. Oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, God, I thought that went down. It didn't go down. We're good. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, oh, 14 plus 5. Okay, that'll hit. Or, uh, yeah, that will allow you to then leap off of Terizo's hand, giving you the opportunity to hit this creature uh, with a melee attack. Alright, cool. Um, do I get a full action? Yes, but then you are going to be falling. Solid. Uh, I'm going to attack recklessly. Uh, so that is a 16 with a runt axe. Okay. 
16 will hit. And then just another one. That's four plus six, so not great. No. Mm -hmm. Um, that's 10 damage. Okay. Can I attempt to grab it? You would have to use your action in order to try and do that. Okay. Okay. So then you begin falling away from it, and as you fall, it is going to take an attack of opportunity against you. Is this te- is this technically movement that she's not controlling? Is this like isn't she uh, technically me, not using her movement to do this? Uh, yeah. You could argue that. I I would like to argue that as right. a person who has no range uh range of abilities. <laughs> Man. Sounds like you are wanting to be harried right now. So we can make that happen I for you. Very much would love to. Okay. So uh yes, <laughs> we will dungeon say, master. We will say, uh, Gwen, you are in your process of falling. Uh the creature will not be able to attack of opportunity you. Uh however, it is still going to try uh you are still going to be taking fall damage as you fall twenty feet. For a total of five points of bludgeoning. Which reduce in half because you're raging. So uh Philip just sees Gwen launch off of the uh off their mount onto her brother's hand up into the sky and then just kinda land on the ground. Flip her axe around. <laughs> she right. does this all the time! <laughs> and Gwen, as you flip your axe around looking at Philip. Uh, looking very cool as you do so. There is a large shadow that appears around you as this creature is just gunning straight for you. Gwen, Uh, Gwen, 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 Gwen! So it is going to try and get you with its claws uh, or with its gore attack for a total of 14. 14 is my armor class. Okay. So that is going to be a total of 15 points of piercing damage. Okay. And then it is going to make a uh, a talon attack towards you. Can I let it hit me? Because it's going to grab me, right? Uh, Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. No, it is, uh, it gets a 27 to hit on its talons. I guess I can let it hit me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and then you are going to be taking 13 points of slashing damage. Okay. All right. So then next up, uh, and this creature actually, as it has come down and is striking against you, it seems to actually just stay right next to you. Solid. Uh, so then next up is Corey. Okay, um, my bless is still up. Um, the big boy just stopped and started attacking Gwen, yeah? Yes. Ooh. Um, how close is the whole party to each other? Calum has like... run up towards you. Arjan is still on the back of an Orok. Philip is on the back of an Orok. Uh, and they are doing their best. They are the farthest out at this point. They'd be about 25 feet away. Okay, so um, Calum is next to me and everybody else is off on their own. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to charge the big boy. 
Okay. Um, and I'm going to attempt to attack him twice. Ah! Uh-huh. Uh, 14 on the first one. Okay, that'll hit. Ooh, boy. Good, good, good. Um, how about a 13? 13 does one? not hit. All right, well, that's the AC, everybody. Um, I'm going to drop a second level smite on this guy. Going to be... Oh, I'm a fool. No, I'm not. Um, I keep forgetting that concentration is a thing. And I look at my huge list of spells. All right. Um, 12 slashing damage. And 18 radiant damage. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, and that is my turn. Okay. Sounds good. So... At the end of your turn, it is going to use one of its legendary actions in order to use its talons against you, Corey. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yes. It I don't know be... which one I hit. You hit the big one when you were thrown up into the air okay. to fight the biggin. I didn't <laughs> specify who I was attacking, so I was going to leave that up to you. All right. So 12 is not going to hit you. I do no. not believe. No, 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 no. So... Legendary action goes unabated. Uh, so then next up are the three other smaller boys. Uh, and they see that Calum has now been left alone. And they are all going to then swarm down onto him. Uh, so, Calum, you got three of these boys coming in hot. They're each going to try and make a talent attack. And they are each going to try and make a gore attack against you. 15. Uh, so one of them hits with their claw attack, and they are going to deal a total of 20 points of slashing damage. Cool. The second one will try and hit against you, and that is a... Uh, that's an 18. That hits. Okay, that is the goring attack that they have. Uh, so that will I'm gonna be... I'm going to diminish it. Okay. Uh, so from 17, how much are you diminishing? Seven. Okay, so you only take 10, and then the third one is also going to swoop down and try and get you as well. Uh, one of the attacks will hit again. This time it is the talons. And then that is going to be for nine points of slashing damage. Cool. As they all just harry you and then quickly fly off. On a scale of one to 63, where 63 being my max HP, I'm looking at about 0.1%. I'm at three. Kill thyself, cleric. All right, Arjan. Caleb, how's, how's the big boy looking? He is looking mightily injured. Bone section hex. Okay. Hex in the big boy. Big boy. Fine. Sounds good. Taking two attacks. Okay. 
uh, does a seven plus uh, seven plus eight. Uh, fifteen does fifteen hit? A fifteen does hit. Cool, 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 cool. Okay, so that's for ten points of piercing damage, six points of fire damage, and one point of necrotic damage. Are, are there are there any resistances? There are not. Types? Okay, so that's seventeen points for the first shot. Uh, this is a this is also going to hit. Um, Why well, I think this is a twenty uh, for seven plus three for fifteen more points. Okay, sounds good. And that was bonus action action. Okay. So at the end of its of your turn, Arjan, as it's taken these bolts, you see that it flaps its wings several times, and as it does, it is going to make a goring attack out towards you, Gwen, uh, as you are directly up against it. Uh, and that is a 24 to hit. Yeah, yep, that hits. Okay, so is for a total of 20 points of piercing damage and then it is going to then fly up into the sky uh with a legendary action sure all right so next up caleb he looks over to arjan Looking like at death's door, mouths a sorry, and he's going to overcast healing, cure wound, fifth level. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Is it like this? Let's try this. All right, roll that sweet D one hundred for me. Sixty-five. I think that's a good one. We can find out together. Hey, I also healed like 30 hit points, which is nice. Up to three creatures you can choose within 30 feet of you take 4d10 lightning damage. Oh, sick. Oh, that's the one from, uh, from when we were fighting the Magmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the one that the Raven Queen described as her favorite? Um,. Is it 4d10 separately, or they just take a straight 4d10? They each take this 4d10 straight. Cool. <laughs> 32 points of lightning damage. So, those three fuckos uh, that had harried you and flew off as you are suffering uh, and recuperating from these wounds... Lightning begins to crackle around you and just shoots off. And it almost I, looks, if you looked closely enough, that there would be a small raven leading each bolt of lightning that just seems to find purchase in these three creatures as they turn to fry whatever the fuck it was and come sizzling, crumbling down from the sky. I imagine, like, as he's casting the overcharge, it's like the Super Saiyan scream as he slightly levitates off the ground and then the electricity... For fucking sure. Alright. So... Philip. 
tough act to follow. Um, Philip uh, was lining up a crossbow shot and just lowered it slowly as he watched that entire thing happen. And he just kind of steps back and mutters something along the lines of, I am way out of my league. Uh, and is is big boy still he's still kicking about? he looks very okay. ill off but he's still kicking way way up there or is he still engaged with Gwen he's about 60 feet up at this point shit okay. we're engaged Philip betrothed Gwen <laughs> uh, I'm gonna roll across my <laughs> oh brother that is a uh, 14 if 14 is just what you needed to hit and max damage, that's a nine with my crossbow. Okay. Um, Philip. Can I? Mm. What does what does the most heroic halfling this side of Greenreach look like as he drops this monstrous beast? Um, I think he, he had the shot lined up, Caleb. Kalem did his thing. And he kind of does one of those cute little, you know when Jigglypuff gets really agitated that nobody's listening to her? And she just kind of puffs up. And as opposed to taking out a permanent marker, he just sort of loads another crossbow. Show off. And he just like kind of closes one eye and just lets it loose and i think it goes he goes right for where he thinks the heart is not not a not an eyeball shot nothing nothing too fancy just precision do you want it to go uh, through the eyeball shot off off sheer chance i mean he's a lucky guy so could be yeah he wasn't aiming for it but that's exactly how it's supposed to happen exactly Uh, and this creature lets out its ferocious death rattle and begins to then plummet towards the earth. This one that was left sees what has happened of the rest of its kin and decides that it will just stay up in the air and begins very quickly flying away from this here place. Caleb. Guiding Volt. No, we need to chase it back to its nest! What level of Guiding Volt, Caleb? Unreal. Do we need to chase it back to its nest? Do what Caleb would do. Gwen, I assume, would shout that as you're casting the spell. Like, it's not one of those preemptive things. She only ever gets on your case after the spell has launched. Philip has triumphantly uh, attached his crossbow back to his belt and is standing there proud. And then the guiding vault rockets across the sky. (laughs) And at 20. God damn it. Okay. Unbelievable. Goody. So, yeah, yeah, we're not even going to have you roll for the damage. Whenever you do, it just gets fried anyway. It's fine. Uh, These creatures don't exactly have a very large health pool. So your guiding vault rockets out. Yes. As it rockets out, it strikes the bird. And then, like, it falls. Philip is standing, like, triumphantly. And there's, like, a behind him. Well, <laughs> all right, Caleb. What? We need to find the fucking nest. Sorry, hold on. 
Goose Fraba Guinevere. Goose what? What the? F- what the goose frobber? <laughs> I was about to respond to that out of character. <laughs> so, for the sake of time, because we are already later on into the evening, and we already have things that I know that we would like to say for oh, Philip as uh, as this thing draws to a close, Teresa lets you know uh, that there were only those five that seemed to have been trying to kind of make their uh, make their claim in this area, and you were all able to handle them quite easily. Eight hours later, you guys do arrive back in uh, the Tread Thunder clan. Uh, no more worse for wear than when you set off. You had a little bit of damage done unto you, uh, but through healing spells and just taking a short rest while being on your way, it was very easy to recoup all of your health uh, as you made your way back into town. Uh, Continuing on through this evening, uh, Arjan, was there anything that you wanted to present to Philip? Yes. Yes, there is. Uh, so Arjan has like just like a ledger full of uh, half drawn up like contracts and documents and stuff uh, that he never had the time to find uh, Caleb for. But uh, on the ride back, uh, he tries to like ride alongside. Uh, Philip and just like so uh are you trying to continue adventuring after this what's your what's your plan um uh, well Gwen and I haven't exactly worked out what our game plan is for this whole marriage thing um however yes I I mean I've spent the last few years on the road i don't intend to stop now you said uh you never had the opportunity to go to Shroudport. is that no that, is that something that you want to do i've never been known to say no to exploring a new place do you... is there something i can do for you yes uh uh, well, I mean, there's lots of people in Trailport who are uh, setting up contract work. Uh, we we know a guy, Fang Zest, at the uh, Zesty Anchor. Uh, that's where we got a whole bunch of jobs for. That's how we've gotten to this level. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to get a great head start, but it, I mean, it looks like you can already handle yourself fairly well well i must say it's nothing compared to you lot but um actually things are going down in Troutport right now it's just had a change of uh politics and it looks like mages aren't welcome in the city anymore i'm not really sure what it's about but i'm not feeling great about it hmm. listen um I can set you up with equipment, whatever you need. If you're trying to go down to Shroudport, you can start making a name for yourself as an adventurer. Uh, 
take on some contract works and hopefully hopefully uh, we'll still be in contact uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, yes, uh, of course. Uh, it sounds like they need capable people and uh, I'd be happy to lend my hand to any friend of yours. Yeah, so um, I'll Arjun's going to hand you uh, four potions of healing and uh, let's say 50 gold. Okay. Thanks. So uh, go start making a name for yourself uh, and let us know if something big is going down that we can help with if anything seems too too big and you know whenever you are famous and <laughs> raking in a lot more money than we currently are right now uh maybe cut us in on it <laughs> uh, and he does a little playful chuckle that may not be so playful out of character <laughs> um Speaking of out of character, is this looking like uh, the place where Philip parts ways with the party? Yes, this will be the uh, scenario where okay. Philip parts ways. I think. How long have we been back at the camp? You guys have been back in the camp. This is the following morning. Uh, Arjan. Oh, also, okay. Also, Arjan had a lot of this prepped along the ride. So you do have a little bit of time to actually kind of think it over. Right. Okay. Um, so I, I think since it's the following morning, whatever Philip's been writing, I think he's sorted out. And uh, after, um, after the whole deal with Arjan, um, he will uh, take out a little... Uh, piece of paper he writes uh the the finer piece of paper that he had um he writes something uh a letter and folds it up into a little bird and uh this paper bird uh comes to life as it were and um flies its way back toward uh the general direction of green reach and um is it just me and arjan right now yes Arjan, where is Gwen? Where is Gwen? Uh, you would assume that Gwen is currently uh, in the chieftain's tent or walking around. It's pretty easy to find her. She's I'm loud. Back. I'm guessing back in the tent. I'm not sure how to tell her this. And you know her far better than I do. How much has she told you about her parents? Not much. She... Halflings have 
traditionally large families and her parents struggled to have children. It's why this whole wedding is such a big deal to me and to her family. However, about 10 years ago, Owen Proudfoot was born and I haven't been able to tell her. And I was hoping that you could when the time is right. They're a lot alike. And I have told her, oh, I've told him that his sister lives. I've sent word. And tell her also that I'm sorry that I wasn't the one to tell her. All these years, I couldn't shake my cowardice when it comes to Gwen. Thank you. Thank you. Now, could you please sign this? <laughs> he signs it. <clears throat> I'll tell her. Go. Live your life. I hope to talk to you all soon. Philip, it's been great getting to meet you. Same to you. All of you. Is there any way I can contact you should I need to about any of this? Hey, Endor? Yes. So the previous day, I did say that I wanted to check in on Newell. Uh, Newell would be able to provide you a coin of, okay. of communication. It's not a sending stone. It works right. a little bit more frequently. Uh, and goes through certain hellish channels in order to actually uh, communicate, but it it does work. Okay. Uh, sure, I guess whenever you uh, need to, and he'll explain it. Uh, yeah, Philip will try to understand all of this. This is how you contact one of my contacts. <laughs> okay. You basically will take the coin, circle your thumb around it five times, and then after the fifth time, you will be able to relay a message to whoever is listening on the other end. Gotcha. Copy that. Uh, and this one is bronze, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. One shiny magic bronze coin. Cut it. If Philip is leaving, Caleb kind of wants to catch him. Philip. Were you making a show of leaving, or were you trying to slink away? I was going to do the old halfling goodbye. 
Make uh, a stealth check. Oh, brother. Oh, you mean the thing that I'm disadvantaged at? Oh, brother. Because uh, no longer blessed. On the count of my <laughs> chain mail. All right, that is a. That is a 12. Passive is 16. Yeah. Yikes. He's got eyes like a raven. Shwing. Um, <laughs> so you're leaving today. Oh, yes. Apologies. I'm not exactly uh, the best at goodbyes. Oh, well, have you said goodbye to everybody or are you just leaving, leaving? I spoke with Arjan. Um, he gave me some leads in Trapport and I uh, and a means of reaching you all. So it's not really a goodbye, right? I, I guess. Um, we'll see you again, right? I hope so. And Caleb pulls out a bottle because he hasn't found a glass orb to save his life. And there is um, a photorealistic version of Gwen inside of the bottle. It's the night that they were sitting out in the field and she's playing her flute. How did you do this? This is um, extraordinary. As Gwen would say, magic bullshit. Thank you. We'll take care of her. <laughs> I think it's the other way around, my friend. Uh, mm, fair. She's fit to lead, whether she realizes it or not. Bottle O Gwen. Bottle O Gwen. Wouldn't it be Stompfoot Stout? All right. Anyway, that's um, trademarked, sir. <laughs> Good luck out there, Philip. To you as well. And Just... as Philip hops onto Todd and begins to ride out of the camp, uh, it is the it is fairly uh, middle of the day. The sun is high in the sky. Arjan has just received his first employee, and Calum has given the bottle o' Gwen to our dear friend Philip, and that is where we are going to call it for tonight's session. So I would like to say thank you first and foremost to all of these excellent players. Rob, thank you so much for joining us two weeks in a row as this wonderful, wonderful Philip the Halfling. I loved him, and I can't wait to see uh, where he takes Arjan's business. Hopefully all the way to Shroudport. <laughs> I'm so, trying, Dad. So, speaking of which, where can we find you? What do you do? Like like me? Yes, you! Oh, God. Oh, that's me. Hello. Hi, I'm Rob, or Bonus Age Rob. Uh, you can find me a couple places on the internet. Uh, at bonus day drop on Twitter uh, and Instagram and uh, at twitch.tv slash bonus underscore stage underscore Rob, where I play games occasionally, uh, usually on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday around 1 p.m. Eastern. 
Um, been playing The Witcher 3, been playing some Settlers of Catan with my girlfriend and my roommate now, because who needs AI players when you have friends? Uh, and I also DM a campaign, uh, a 5e campaign on Runaway Robots channel. That's twitch.tv slash runaway robot underscore. Um, it is wrapping up its first season and it's getting pretty dicey. Uh, so, you know, stuff on by if you got something to do on Thursday or nothing to do on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. And if not, it's on YouTube. So there's that. Excellent. And RJ, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey everybody, I'm RJ here on the channel, but you can catch me at archesis 282 on Twitter and Twitch, where I tweet about the nerdy things in my life. And I'm streaming Hollow Knight tomorrow and Wednesday because those are my days off now. You can catch me here as Caelan the Shadow Kite Cleric. Uh, Tuesdays, you can catch me as Bartholomew, the human ranger. It's getting wild in Barovia. It's run by the Nate Keener. Thinnykeener.com. Uh, you can also catch me over at For Restarters channel on Sundays, 8.30 8 o'clock EST with the lovely LB Hack'em-Up as we play through the Cypher system. We're playing a game called Phase. It's pretty good. LB was giving me live tweets because I was not there yesterday. Everyone almost died. And I had anxiety and a headache. Catch me over at Open It for Adventures channel. I'm helping out there as well. Also, the Stompfoot Stout, um, Stompfoot Stout is a blonde. Ah. Close. God damn. I'm LB up You can find me at LB Hackamup on Twitter. Uh, well, where I'll be. Uh, well, <laughs> I was thinking about it. Uh, I play Mondays and Tuesdays here. Uh, Monday today, uh, my character is going to be very mad at her uh, friend who has just left her. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in the opposite situation where my fiance uh, just caught me getting kissed by a boy. Um, <laughs> on Wednesdays, you can find me at Deb Berry's channel. We're playing Ghosts of Salt Marsh. This week, Sunday, I'll be with RJ, hopefully, on uh, Pro's channel. Uh, yeah, no, it was almost a TPK. It was great, you know? So, uh, yeah. And uh, I might be streaming the kittens tomorrow because I won't be home. So get ready for that. Hi! I'm Cyber. You can find me on Twitter at CyberWolfTub01. There was not a God of in that one. Whoops. Uh, where I, I ship post a lot, like uh, how the Myriad from Critical Role is anti-vax, and uh, tweet about whenever I go live on twitch.tv slash cyberwolf1201, where I play video games real badly and talk about lore. We finished up Metroid last week, Metroid Other M, which was surprisingly not fan fiction, uh, and I don't know what I'm going to do this week, but I'm, I'm going to have to figure it out. Uh, all the archives of that go to a YouTube, youtube.com slash cyberwolf1201, uh, where you can also find a podcast that Kyle within and I do called Let's Talk About It, where we get drunk, do parkour, and talk about stuff like Gen Con with the Indoor Adventurer on the episode that got published today. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a good time. Here's another one in the chamber that just needs me to spend time editing it, but it'll be up there soon. You can also find D&D Beyond tutorials where I uh, show you how to 
put in some free stuff into D&D Beyond using, uh, using their homebrew tools. But for RPG stuff, you can find me here on Mondays, which you found us. Good for you. You can also find me here on Thursdays in our Goats of Saltmarsh game where I play Albus the Cholester Bard, who is, you know, doing great right now. DanaeKeener.com. Speaking of DanaeKeener.com, hi, I'm Danae Keener. <laughs> I do nerdy drawings mostly related to D&D and stuff on this channel. Today, I drew Todd. Um, you can see that on DanaeKeener.com as soon as I get the chance to upload it. Um, I play Coriander, the Eldrin Paladin, here on Mondays, and I also run Curse of Strahd on Tuesdays. That'll be tomorrow here at the same bat time, same bat channel, DanaeKeener.com. Also, the Knitwit is made with Coriander. It was a beer we had at Gen Con, for all of those who might be curious what that is a reference to. But, hello, everyone! If you have made it this far, you probably already know who I am, but if you do not, hey fella, how's it going? It's me, your buddy, your pal, your friend, the Indoor Adventurer, the showrunner here at twitch.tv slash Indoor Adventures, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and fourth unknown day, uh, we do this show all of that time uh on mondays we have our homebrew games tuesdays we got curse of Strahd. thursdays is ghosts of salt marsh which everyone has already told you if you made it this far and you enjoyed what we do consider checking out our vods or uh listening in on older games uh, uh wherever you can find vods or old games uh either audio casts or youtube at <sighs> indoor adventures all one word it's a good time we also have a Patreon set up, so that way we can have an after show called Nights in the Courtyard, where we answer questions not only from you guys, but also from the community at large. So if you join our Discord, you can actually pose those questions directly to us, and then we will do our best to get right back to you. But that is our show for this evening. Rob, thank you once again for being such an incredible guest. Thank you to these wonderful players for putting up with my bullshit, and thank you to everybody who decided to stop by, and especially the Raiders. That was super cool to see. And we will see all of you guys next time. All right, everybody. Bye-bye!